Welcome to Live with Don Marie here at Don Marie Healthy and Fit, where we bring you inspirational stories from around the world. Today's guest is Ekene, the founder of Iconic Womanhood, and today she will help us explain everything that we need to know as a woman moving forward in the future. Which is good when there is no technical difficulties. Thank <laughs> the Lord. Yes, yes, yes. Hi, everyone. Everyone. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to have you on today. I mean, you are a powerhouse. You are just incredible. So I announced you as the founder of Iconic Womanhood. And... I want to really get in deep about what you do and how you wake up every morning as a mother of two. You have been the founder of this corporation and inspiring the world, not just womanhood. I believe you're inspiring both sides of the world, male and female, because I'm telling you, men are watching your show. <laughs> men are always watching, aren't they? Yes. Well, yes. You know, how did I get started? Is that the question? Yes. How did this come about? How? So in my life, I used to be a pharmacist. I was a practicing pharmacist for almost 17 years. And over that time, I was, I saw so much, right? Mm -hmm. So I worked in Boston, which is, you know, where I went to college. And I worked in D.C. I worked in so many different places in the U.S. And so I got to see what I call the other side of success. I like that. So I these really um, great neighborhoods, neighborhoods with very successful people. Yeah. And uh, in fact, I worked at one of the organizations that would be, like if I mentioned the organization, you would know it, right? Really well known. Lots of luminaries in that organization. But the number one drug that, guess the number one drug that we would give out there? Guess. Penicillin? I don't know. What is it? Pro I should have known that one. Oh my gosh. And so for those people that um, don't know what Prozac is. I do. Prozac, yes, it's an antidepressant. <laughs> and so we would give out antidepressants. It was closely followed by high blood pressure, antihypertensives. And so I started to recognize there was a correlation between the way we were taught to pursue success and damage to our bodies and our psyches and that so many of us were living in a state of dis-ease right there's something love going that. on go ahead no i love that you just said that living in a state of disease right we are it's so true we that's are. my world that was my world from 20 years old until last two years yeah right and so Right, mm -hmm. and when you get confronted with things like a diagnosis, it kind of forces you to take a good, a different look at your life and decide to live differently, right? And right. you can have quote unquote a disease, but no longer be living in disease. I right? love that. Can you say that again, really loud for everybody? Yeah, let's let's make it louder, right? You can have quote unquote a disease, but no longer be living in a state of disease. That is a phrase that needs to be on t-shirts. Right? Right? Because so many of us are stuck. We don't even realize it, right? And the way the world is set up, especially the modern world, we are expendable. 
right? And, and, and there's no, it's actually more profitable for us to stay in that disease. Yes. But it's not profitable, but it's not profitable for us as no, the, no, as no. the patient. No, no. Not for us as the patient, but for the industry as a whole. Yes. It is more profitable for you to not be well in your body, your mm -hmm. mind, and your soul, because as long as you continue to partake of things, you know, you need this, you need that, then you're continually buying something. So for me, seeing that and working at pharmacy and then having my own state of dis-ease. So while I didn't have any physical illness, I was emotionally unwell. I was definitely emotionally unwell. And in fact, I used to say, like, for me, one of my things, I'm a recovering emotional eater, right? And I love that yeah, one too. Yes, I'm a recovering emotional eater. And at the time, I used to have to, every day at work, I would go into work with a giant latte and a giant muffin or cookie. Then at the middle of the day, I'd have some mm -hmm. other sweet as well. Because, you know, you're craving sweets when you have... Depression. You, know, you, lack, you lack sweetness in your life. Uh-huh. So I would eating these sweets and eating all these things. Uh, my sister would say, we, I was stuffing my face instead of facing my stuff. Right. Girl, I need you to like visit every person's yes. home in the world. It's so true. It is so, you know, and it's been a long road, right? So at the time I got over 300 pounds. And I say I'm fortunate because I'm one of the people, because when you wear your, your weight, you're forced to confront it. Not everybody wears it in a way that they're forced to confront it. Some people are drinking or they're shopping or they're having over they're indulging in these other ways maybe too much sex I've done, or whatever. I've done this drinking and the shopping and when I was ill Yeah, and sepsis from the drugs that I was taking from trying to manage the MS or prior to MS, all the drugs, Prozac, as you said. I should have known that. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's destructive in the world, but I love how you're getting on the fact of how you found your world turned around. So let's yeah, continue. Yeah, so I'm to a point of where, you know, there's a, a saying I, I say, it was by Aninin, I love it. So Aninin said, and the day came that the pain to remain in the bud was more than the pain that it took to blossom. Ooh. So that day came for me because, you know, most of us stay in states of dis-ease, not because we want to, but because it's become a comfort zone. That's what we're familiar with. And so I was so familiar with that. Yeah. Right? And I had to, I got to a point where I was now, I, I could not take it anymore. As we say here in the South, something's got to give and ain't fit to be me. Right? <laughs> so I had to like say, I am not going to let go of myself. Mm -hmm. And so I did something radical. I don't suggest it. It's a sexy way story, but it's a hard way to do it. I quit without a plan. So I don't suggest that you quit without a plan because you need a plan, you know, how you can survive. So I literally quit. I didn't know what I wanted to do. But before I quit, I had had time, like for a couple of months before I quit, women were coming to my pharmacy and asking questions that had nothing to do with drugs, but more to do with 
can you tell me your thoughts on this? And, mm-hmm. you know, in particular, one woman came and she said, I'm having trouble sleeping. And I said, well, tell me more about that. And I wanted to recommend a drug for that. Mm-hmm. And she started crying, Don Marie, right Aww. there. I was working for Target at the time. She just started crying. And I said, what's going on? And she started sharing with me everything that she was carrying. And so many women, I'm sure you guys can relate to this. So many women carry so much weight. We're carrying so much for others. We're, your mother is sick. Your, your sister. You're carrying all. You're concerned about the world. And she was carrying the weight of the world on her shoulders. And so she started to cry. And I came out of the pharmacy, right? And I gave her a hug. And I said, let's sit down and talk for a minute, right? You know, and we talked. And she felt so much better because... I asked her, I said, are you talking to anybody? Are you getting help? And she was a Christian, I'm a Christian, right? So I can relate to what she said next. She said, I'm so sorry. I know I should be able to do all things through Christ, right? And as a Christian, I can totally relate to that. But that is not what God asks you to do. No. Because I said to her, he does not want you to carry the cross. He He wants you to give it up to him. He wants you to give it up to him. Yeah. You need to get some help. You need to get some support. Mm-hmm. So she came back. She kept coming back week after week to have a little chat. And at that time, I started to hear about coaching. I didn't know what that was at the time. It was kind of new in, the, in those mm-hmm. days. And so I decided when I quit to, first, I had to take care of myself, Don Marie. Yes. So for the first six weeks, all I did was take care of myself. I would walk for five miles plus. Awesome. At first, like two and a half hours and eventually I cut it down. You know, I got faster, right? I dropped like 60 pounds initially, right? Like oh, really quickly. Congratulations. Eating my food, like eating food that made me feel better and paying attention to what I was putting in my body. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, just journaling and meditating and praying and just started taking care of myself. And people would say to me, what did you do? You're so refreshed, right? People would say that. And so that's one of the places that the name of my business came from, Refresh with Ekenair. Right? I realized I've gotten refreshed, right? And so then I decided to go ahead and do uh, some certification. Love it. My very first one. And, and started working with women and putting on these events and, or, and uh, conferences for women to do the work. Right, and that was 2011. Right, started in 2011. Didn't even really know what I wanted to do. Didn't have a real sense of it. Yeah. But I just knew I was finally feeling better. I wasn't going to go back to pharmacy because I knew that wasn't where I was meant to be. I just needed to find a path. I didn't know it though, so I jumped in the water and I started building the boat. That's why I say I don't recommend it. In fact, one of the things I do now is help women find their path so you don't have to jump in the water and try to build the boat. Okay, well, I love that, and I love that, but sometimes we actually have to fall in the water. So there's kind of like that even balance of, I really can't take this next step. I need to do exactly what Ekene did. I, I, I gotta get out of this or it's going to take me down. And then all of a sudden when one door closes, another one opens. And that's exactly what happened to you. You knew you were leaving the pharmacy. The woman that came to visit you every day really needed your inspiration and your love and your ears of compassion and trust and honesty and you were there for her which led you to what you are today and doing and it's it's 
all the spirit and the the guidance of the energy of the world that connect all of us. And that's what you were meant to do. And I guarantee you, if you could look her up today, I bet you she is doing amazing. You know, I mean, that's a great thing. I wish, I don't even remember her name, right? But that would be amazing. Well, let's hope she's watching this show today and she finds you. You just got to think of the woman that Ekene walked through in the middle of her deepest sorrows. You brought her to the light every day she visited you. And it led you to become this amazing coach. A lifestyle of love and compassion for everybody. Not just for women. I know it is just for women, iconic women. But I'm telling you, men, are you listening? Because you, we, we know, we know. We will teach you and guide you. <laughs> yeah, if you let us. If you let us. Okay. No, and I have an opportunity to work with some men because sometimes I do do work in organizations and corporations. And so when I go in to do a training, then I'm working with whoever they're sending. And it's wonderful to talk with men. But yes, you are 100% right. right. And it is so true around being, someone said on that being present is so important, it's really mm -hmm. true. Because I believe your purpose is always seeking you. So Rumi said, what you are seeking is seeking you. you exactly. are, it's always there, but often we're not paying attention, right? We're in our monkey minds, there's everything going of course. on. Or a horse with the blo the blockers on. The blinders on. Yeah. And you miss all the clues, all the things that are saying, I'm here, this is my purpose, this is what you're here to do. This life, this way, this path is the better path. And so, one, you have to be present enough to pay attention to it. Two, you have to find the courage. You have to find the courage to be able to step on that new path because that's the other thing right whether it's a courage the courage to face uh, a diagnosis and decide i'm going to live a certain way right because some people get buried under diagnosis they do or yeah they get buried and they find it difficult to to rise up while others come through it like phoenix is right and recreate and reinvent themselves right but so the other and it could be also a, a monetary thing a relationship it could be because I came through a wilderness right I got to the point of pain there were so many things that were happening it was like a storm of my life that forced me to say I can no longer live this way right and that birthed me into this new life that I would not like my Angela said I would give nothing for my journey now right because I love where I am today I've learned so much but it took a lot to get here right but uh, I would give nothing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give anything for it. I wouldn't, you know, take anything back. No, it me either. I would never change my my past. My past made me who I am today. Yes. All yes. the bad, the good, the ugly, and the in between. It made me who I am today, and I'm thankful for it. At those times of destruction and disease. I was not thankful, but I didn't have the insight that I have today and what I've learned over the years. 
And that's what we have to keep moving forward. The world is our giant windshield. I talked about that yesterday in a quick thing. And our past is the rearview mirror. It's small. And when you are sitting in your car, I want everyone to do this analogy today. When you're sitting in your car, you have this massive windshield. It's huge. It's right in front of you. It's protecting you, but yet everything is in front of you. And when you look at that small little windshield, right here, the rearview mirror, and you look back, your windshield's even smaller, right? The back one. Right? So instead of looking back of everything that destroyed you, analyze it, write it down. What did you learn? How can you move forward? And my favorite thing is to burn it in the fire pit and release oh it. Is that your sage bowl? Is that saging? No, not saging, but this is where I release things. Perfect. So when I burn the paper, because I like to write it. And then burn it and release it. That's it. It's done now. Love it. So this is like where I sit and read and meditate. If you could see it on top, it says be still and know. So this is my little like centering area in my room. And uh, when you said that, I said, oh, my God, we have so much in common. Because you can do different things, you know. Yeah. I have a retreat that I do every year. Yes, we last wanted to talk year. about that. Yes. So let me share this really quick. Last year, we were in Puerto Rico. And one of the things that we do the first day, we always have to release. Because in order for you to move to the next level, you have to let go, like Maria said, of the past. Mm -hmm. And so I had to do a release exercise. And... With that, what I did was I gave them special paper that dissolves. It's like earth-friendly paper, and I had them go and write, right? So we did a we did an exercise, we did a whole workshop. Mm -hmm. Then at night they went and wrote, right? And some of them stayed up so long at night, just writing, writing, and just letting it go. And in the morning, very early in the morning, we came down to the beach and released it and we said thank you you're going to say thank you to who you were before thank you because even if the person you were before made all these mistakes did all these things she got you here she did she get you there you. yeah yes. i got chills from that she did all the work she could is what she knew that's all she knew how to do mm -hmm. so you say thank you but you're saying thank you i release you now yeah it's time to take over I'm taking over now and so they released it in the water and let me tell you it was like so spiritual so mm -hmm. powerful right and I've done this exercise with different groups every time we do it in different ways right it is amazing to see that that simple and that's why we that's why ritual is part of every major religion because humans yeah we connect to ritual that physical ritual of doing something the magic is not in the ritual it is in us the magic's right? in our soul yes yeah. when we do it we we connect to it oh this has happened and so they release so much they were able to let it go and they felt lighter and so the next day when we were talking about elevation they could elevate but if you don't do the releasing you but can't you elevate. Can't no. Elevate. No. You can't. You're anchored by the old pain and the old wounds. So for me, that is work that I do regularly. That's why I showed you my bowl. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I so love I the bowl. That's right. Yes. 
It's, so, yes. I love that we both do that. I mean, you have your bowl. I've got my fire pit, but we both do that. And then after that, I always sage. And I sage myself a positive energy to, to, to like, guide me and to move me forward into what the universe is sending my way. And sometimes a butterfly comes right across me. And a butterfly is something that has been born and then put into a cocoon and rebirthed. And that's what I feel that we do as the human race. Once you release everything that is holding you down, the disease, and let it go, it's not, it, it could just be trauma of words that were said to you. That's a disease. Release it, let it go, and be reborn. And every single time I do this, I always have a monarch butterfly flying over my head or flying in my backyard. And that's my sign that I was supposed to do what I was supposed to do and releasing it. Now with you, you probably have signs around your house or when you release it, you probably get the tingling on your arm or you just feel like someone's like hugging you, like a warm giant hug like I love you Ekene like you just right right by that I feel I feel the love on the inside I can hear the Holy Spirit speaking to me yeah I feel it and when I say I hear the, the Spirit the Holy Spirit speaking to me it is not necessarily an audible right can be but it's I feel it's like it, I, I feel the words the echo of the back of your ear right Yes, I feel it coming in. Yeah. Can you hear me? Can I can hear you. Me? Yes, I can hear you. I feel it in my heart. I feel it in my mind. It's like an impetus, an understanding, a knowing, a deep, intuitive knowing. You know, your intuition is connected mm -hmm. to the divine. The more work you do, the more you release, the more you can forgive, the more your spirit is able to be connected to God, and you can hear, and you can connect and understand. And so your path, like someone said, I love your group, by the way. You guys are dropping like nuggets in the chat box. They're amazing. I love all of you. You guys are so amazing. So, yes, and so you allow yourself to really be in a place where you can do that, where you can move and you can, you don't have to just hustle. I don't believe in hustling. I don't believe in grinding at all. None of that. I believe in flow. I believe in alignment. I believe in attention and intention. And the way you, when you are strategic, divinely strategic, yeah. your life is completely different. It is. It's, it's the, fem I, the feminine way. The feminine way. Intuition, compassion, empathy, mm -hmm. creativity, mindfulness, yeah. and yes. yeah, spiritual. But we're born that way. <laughs> Mindfulness. 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 Yeah. Everyone has to be mindful of the world around them. But when you think of mindfulness, you can isolate it or you can expand it. So it's it's such a powerful word. 
Like we don't use it. Oh, how'd you do your mindfulness today? But when you say the word, I'm going to be mindful, I'm going to be mindfulness. And that is the expansion of the word. It's giving back. It's being aware of who you are. Where are you coming from today? Are you a little bit harsh? Did something happen? Or you're happy and your your excitement and you just want to share the love. That's mindfulness and like really connecting to what is going on in your life. And when you connect and you connect with someone like we did yesterday for the first time, it's amazing how much we all have in common. That's right. When we truly yeah. love and we, we release. We have more in common. We have more in common than we have less in common, really. Really? When you get to the nitty gritty of it, mm -hmm. I mean, it was interesting because you and I are talking, and I was born in the U.S., but I was raised in Nigeria, so I have a very, uh, a very broad worldview. I've lived in a lot of different places, traveled to a lot of different places, mm -hmm. and now I, I was. I, I went to school in the north, born in the north, right? You know, we connected on the whole Boston tip, right? I'm, I'm familiar with the northeast, very much so. Yeah, and I was in but Connecticut growing up. Right? Yeah, and, and you were in Boston. Boston <laughs> all the way, and now I live in, uh, in the south and have lived here for a long time. And, and I'm very much like, hey, y'all, how y'all doing? <laughs> I, you know, I love, I think it's just so wonderful to experience diversity. And, and what that really looks like and all the different cultures and the different ways of looking at the world and the different lenses that people have to look at the world. And, and for me, I want to learn and, and take it all in. I think if I wasn't doing what I'm doing now, I would probably be a cultural anthropologist. Because I would, that was one of my favorite classes in college, right? Cultural anthropology, I would be riveted to understand all the different cultures and how they see the world and, and the wisdom that you can gain from that. Yeah, so it's wonderful for us to have these conversations. And so I'm so glad to have this chance to chat with you and your group today. I'm so glad you're here educating us and sharing your wisdom with all of us today. Just yes, it's a matrix of wisdom, right? Matrix, it's totally a matrix. That was such an amazing movie, right? I mean, really, when you think about it, The Matrix. And then you're kind of like, whoa, are we in The Matrix? Well, we kind of are because we need to keep... Yeah, that's Keanu Reeves, too. Yeah, and it's all about up here. What do you, what do you foresee? What are you doing with it? How can you help? Things in the world shouldn't be... Okay, well, if you help me, that's great, and I'll go ahead and promote you. But it's with the intention from the heart, not the intention with how do I make money. Yes, that's the difference. So even in my work, right, so with the women that I serve, I serve leaders, and I'm helping leaders rise to their highest levels, women who are called to lead. But what is important to me is that when you come through the work that I do, I want to help you shift out of a transactional way of looking at life mm -hmm. into a transformational way. So when you're thinking, rub my back, I rub yours, how much money can I get? That's all transactional, mm -hmm. which is the most basic actual way of doing it. But when you enter into a transformational way of looking at the world, 
Like, how can I transform this organization? How can I add value? How can I contribute? And the way God works, right? However it is you see it. I, I believe, one, we have intelligent design, that when we are divinely connected and we have a heart-centered purpose and we are in that transformational mindset, what you put out, that's what you receive. Energy, yeah. And press down, shaken together, mm-hmm. and running over. That is that abundance that we're talking about. Like yeah. It's beyond what you believe in. Like if you were transacting, you would be calculating on your little calculator, right? With maybe as many zeros as you can put on there. There's a limit to how much, how many zeros you can put in a calculator. But when you get into the transformational space, which is the divine space of infinite intelligence, there's no limit to the zeros. Yes. So that's actually a better place to be. Much better place to be. And I think if every if we could like just take that piece right there and have everybody wake up and listen to that, the world would be so much better. Absolutely. One hundred percent. A different a completely different way. It's interesting that what is the way that is common, mm-hmm. which is the dark path of I don't care who I step on, I don't care who we push down in mm-hmm. order to rise, right? It's interesting right. that that is actually the less profitable way over time. But Absolutely. And it, and it goes back to the famous word, karma. Mm, straight up. Karma, It. I, I say this to my children all the time. Actually, I say it all the time to anyone that I'm talking to. I'm like, be kind, always. Even when something coming at you is not kind, stop, think about it, and then release it because all it's going to do is carry you down and make you the disease of what that emotion was coming at you. But then look at that person that was unkind to you and say, you know what? I love you as a person and I want to help you. And turn it back around because they're coming at you for whatever reason it is. But it's not you. You just happen to be the the board that got the dart. So going back to let's be kind and help each other in the world. And it's not about profitability. Yes, we all need to make money. We all need to put a roof over our house. But it's how you get there. Don't step on people. Pick them up and raise them up. Right? You know, my, one of my favorite scriptures is, I desire that you prosper even as your soul prospers. I love that. Which tells me immediately that it's possible to have prosperity in one area and have your soul not be prosperous. And what does it mean for your soul to be prosperous? And, and that life, a life well lived. There are a lot of people that have money. Yeah, have lots of money. Rich, but they are in a state of, like we said at the beginning, yeah. dis-ease. They're in a state of disease. Disease that is disease. Yes. But if you release, you get real ease, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And you can really enter into flow and alignment. What is God saying to me? And what is my unique path? And you really understand, you have a different understanding of life. And like you said, when people behave a certain way, it is really about them and not you. Right? It is, it's, and if you're triggered though, right? So when someone offends me, I know that their behavior is about them, 
but my reaction is about me. My experience is about me. So I ask myself, why did this, so if someone comes and says, you're an idiot or whatever it is, right? If mm-hmm. I then get offended, that's not to say that they weren't offensive, but the, the fact that I got offended is an opportunity for me to go into myself and ask myself, well, what did I hit up against? Mm-hmm. What old wound? What, why did that, what, what was the trigger? And it gives me a chance to do, go deeper and do more work and become even more aware. Yeah. So and then release it into your bowl. Girl, then release it. Then release it. It's, we're like a duck. We need to just float around, enjoy the world. And then when it rains on us or pours on us with negativity, we need to just shake it off and let it roll down our feathers and keep moving forward. I know that's a simple analogy, but it, it's just, it's so true, just, you know? It is the soulful way, the soulful path to success, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's just simple. You could be extremely, you know, analytical about all this, or you can be as simple as a duck, let it roll off your back, shake it off, keep moving forward. Ducks don't swim backwards. They move forward or they move in a circle, but they never swim backwards. Real talk. All of a sudden, there must be ducks talking to me right now. But you know, you're a writer, so it's interesting all the different, and we have that in common too. Right, so I, I love the way you're using words and, and all the stories and the transfer of wisdom. You know, I have something that I do with women when they come to work with me and talk about what is your feminine leadership archetype. So I would say, Don Marie, just by hearing you talk, that you are probably a griot. A, a what? A griot. So a griot. I've never heard that. What is a griot? A griot is something that you, it's common in African but it's like also some maybe other cultures might use the term sage if you remember did you ever read the Greek stories of Ulysses and yeah Paul? yeah so the person who would tell those stories is like the griot in the culture he transfers or she transfers wisdom through storytelling so that's the holder. I am going to, you're going to send me the word griot. <laughs> and I'm going to put that in my bio. I am the griot. <laughs> but you're right. Stories, yeah. Because you tell these stories and you're transferring wisdom. That's the way you naturally show up. And this is the thing about knowing how you naturally show up. So even in the conversation about iconic womanhood, what does that mm-hmm. mean? It's helping women understand how do you naturally show up? How are you uniquely created? Right, and how do you elevate that? So this understanding, my saying that to you, like, don't worry, I think you are a griot, a wise woman, a storyteller who transfers wisdom through stories, right? Then so honored, to, thank you. It's powerful, isn't it, to have this awareness? And isn't it, you're already naturally operating in that through your books, through your podcast. Mm-hmm. Like you're already doing that naturally through the conversations you have with your community. and. That understanding is giving you another way of harnessing it. Oh, this is what I should be doing. Because so many women don't yet know what it is they're supposed to be doing. And they have a desire to serve, a desire to rise, a desire to have success. But without knowing your unique path, you Mm -hmm. can then say, I want to be like Don Marie. 
what you're attracted to is her operation operating at this level you're attracted to that no. but you don't want to be like her in that I don't if that's not what you want to do you want to find your path to that level so it's spelled G-R-I-O-T <laughs> thank you rap me cool <laughs> so you want to find your path now there's some women who are midwives okay. yes are midwives they, they help people birth ideas and birth things there are some women who are mothers they're natural nurturers of everyone they come into contact with there are some women who are advocates and some are explorers so it's important to find your which one it is yeah that helps you understand oh this is how I show up right and so now I know wow number one I don't have to try and be different from who I am because there's value in this. And number two, now I can figure out how to create, whether it's a business or whether how I can create a career path that makes sense exactly. with my natural leadership archetype. Exactly. Uh, thank you for that. Yes, you're uh, I, I'm so honored and I'm like, wow, oh my gosh. I mean, I just, I, I never put a title to it. I just know I've written two books. I'm a writer, I'm creative because I'm a Pisces, and I'm very right brain, I'm very audio, and I love to read, and when I read, I look at the world differently, like I touch a plant leaf, and I look at it, and I look at the little lines, and it tells me a story. I look up into the sky, and the clouds tell me a story. I, it, no matter where I am or what I'm doing, I'm like, what is the story I'm seeing today? And when I do my photo shoots and I'm on a job and I do part-time modeling for local stores, and when I'm on a photo shoot, I'm listening to music. So it's really funny when you go through the entire reel of my photos and you see my face changing, right? And then I realize, that's a great photo. What was I thinking at that moment? How can I relate that into words to help someone else? And that's what my page is all about. Encouragement, moving forward, living with destruction or living with passion. We are all of it, all the way around us. We are love, joy, passion, fierce. Yes. You know, we, I mean, we can. it just builds up, and it builds up, but you have to have an outlet of how to release it. Like you were saying, you've got to find what is your number one thing to get your voice heard, your truth. Yes. And I love that yes. you just called me that. I'm, doing, I'm totally going to put that in there. <laughs> yeah. It's so important. Like, you know, these are, when we talked yesterday, we talked about, what the word icon, why do I say iconic woman? Yes, I do want to know about that. I'm building, right? And so, first, of course, because I think we need to reclaim womanhood for us. We need to reclaim that. What does that mean to be a woman? And all the different permutations of that. I think one thing, we can't have it boxed in anymore. We have to open it all the way up to all the different ways women show up. It's important to have that. The other thing around being an icon, and so many women, when they hear icon, they're like, who's an icon? I used to think what I would think about. You're icon. an icon. That Diana Ross, maybe that's why I have my hair like this right 
Diana Ross standing in the ring like, ah, right that moment in her in her jumpsuit or what I can't in the rain singing. I still remember that I was very young when I saw that the first time. We think that we right. think it has that big, huge personality. But for me, an icon is a woman who is inspiring and inspired, courageous, original, and a woman who knows she is necessary. So those things are the icon, right? So powerful. You, yes, and we'll, you know, the one being someone who is inspiring. And this is important for all of us to recognize that we're all inspiring. The thing, so many women carry shame around their backstories, right? But that thing that you're ashamed of, that's the thing that when you let go of the energy of shame and you can reclaim your womanhood, you realize, wow, that's the thing that's going to inspire someone else. That's the thing that's going to give life to someone else, right? When I told my story at the top of the hour, someone is like, oh, wow, I'm right there. Now I can reclaim myself. So you mm -hmm. having that understanding that I can inspire someone else and choosing to live an inspired life, that, that is really the way I want to live yeah. my life. And you are and iconic. Yes. Amen to that, right? And Amen. The courage to really step up and take your place. It's and then we are just true. talking about the originality. Yeah. That's what we're talking about right now, being an original. Because Don Marie, no one can do what you do, the way you do it, how you yeah. do it, all the different things you do. You, I can, no one can do what I do the way I do it. That's right? so true. Right? So, so true. So understand that, the sky is the limit. And the last thing I just want to point out, because I think it's so important for us to know, and it's worth, like you said, saying it louder. Say it louder. Yeah. Say your truth. The necessary. Mm -hmm. It is so critical for us as women to start recognizing that we are necessary. We are not ornamental. We're not here just to be pretty and to be looked at. We are not sexual objects to be objectified. We are not, you know, we are, we're more, so much more than all of those things. We're not labor whether it be parental labor or household labor. Mm -hmm. We are more than those things. We are necessary to the world. You know, uh, there's a quote that says, women hold up half the sky. So you have to understand that you're so critical, like you are necessary to hold up half the sky. Mm -hmm. And once we tap into that, it, you know, so, so many women struggle with confidence. And people ask me how- I did, my entire too. life. Yeah, how are you not afraid, right? How are you not How are you not worried about what people will say? Let me tell you because I know every day when I wake up, I'm very clear. I am here because I'm necessary. And life is a gift. Is it is gift. a gift and I take it as a responsibility. I am necessary. So it doesn't matter what anyone says or what anyone feels or whatnot. What matters to me most is that I've been given this gift of life and the, my unique way of showing up is necessary. And so I owe it to myself to do what I'm called to do, to be who I'm called to be, period. And my goal is to help other women step into that role. Yes. Step into that role to be who they're called to be. So, so, so true. So true. And I'm so happy that you said all of it because 
no matter what we're born into, we're born for a reason, a time and a place. And it isn't so easy to find that as a woman or a man or a young girl. It's, it, it's really about taking it the one step at a time, like a baby. They're born into the world and they need every bit of help we can give them. Coddle them, train them, breathe love into them. They're born pure. As yeah. we age and we move forward, that's where the insecurity comes in. That's where the fear comes in. And a lot of us don't are not trained. We are not taught to learn how to deal with that fear and to let it go. We we of a world today, let me just say, we were taught to suck it up and keep moving forward. And that's what I did for over 40 years of my life until I became so ill and completely paralyzed. I had a hysterectomy, I had a double mastectomy, then I was completely paralyzed. Finally, the doctors were like, there's something wrong with you. So I lived in fear, I lived in disease. I lived in the darkest hours you can imagine. But I put a smile on my face every single day because I thought that was my job. Now the word I just said, I thought that was my job. It wasn't my job. My job is what I'm doing today. But this isn't a job. My purpose is what I'm doing today and sharing everything good and bad and ugly and positive and fantastic and exciting and empowering of every day of my life from what I've learned. And that's what you're doing with Iconic Womanhood and with your daughters and moving forward. And together we are a massive force. Can you just imagine if we could get every woman in the world into one giant field? what the power would be like. The energy would just transform. And I honestly believe if we could actually touch just fingertips, because there would be so many of us. And you know the ones that you walk through? I can't think of the name of it. You might have to help me out. You go into like a maze and you walk all the way through a labyrinth. If we could create that of women, around the world, the amount of positivity and emotional release of everything that's ever been thrown at us from every woman's eyes, from their lenses of their eyes to their brain and their emotions of their heart, the power that could be released then could be harnessed to teach our young and we Unfortunately, I am guilty of it. I taught my young, keep moving forward, suck it up. You don't need to take that stuff, keep going. Now I'm like, let's analyze it. Why did, why did it affect you? What happened? But I didn't get any of that. I know, you know, and our parents did all they knew how to do. And every, you know, every season is different. We're in a transformational age right now. Oh, yes. We weren't always, right? So there was an industrial age, technological, 
consciousness raising. We're becoming more awake, more aware as a people. We're evolving. And so, yes, we didn't have those things because our parents didn't know. Right. And now that we do, we have the opportunity and the responsibility to elevate, right? Because anyone who chooses to continue to operate at a low level of mm-hmm. thinking and consciousness, it's by choice. Because there's now enough knowledge that's being poured out now that you have the choice, you have the opportunity to, okay, how can I elevate? How can I think differently? How can I show up differently? Who do I want to be today? How can I be a part of bringing light and love and joy into the world? Or do I want to still continue to operate in a low-level state of value and darkness? So we have this opportunity now within us, and I'm so grateful for where we are. So we release everything from the past, mm-hmm. and we begin to embrace the future and take our next steps forward, yes. right? And, and that requires intention. Intention and, and passion to move forward. Faith, you know, faith, courage, faith, courage, confidence, all of the mm-hmm. things. And you know, I think one thing that it also requires that women tend to do naturally is community. Community and care. Community. Yes. We're 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 we're, we're born to care. We're born to be mothered. To be to mother. Every woman has it. Whether you are a mother or not. Every woman has that emotion to care. The nurture, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I want to talk about um, your unique being of the past and the present. Someone comes to you, and you know, like the like the woman at the pharmacy that we discussed earlier, which is an incredible story. I hope you find her. Someone comes to you today, in today's world, and everything that we've dealt with, right? They're young, um, they're vibrant, but yet you can tell they're living in the past of something. Explain to me how you're going to set them to that higher elevation and to move forward when they can't see it themselves. One of the challenges around that, when someone's stuck in the past, is that some things have become so familiar, right? And there's a natural human resistance to change. So we will have to address how do we get to past that resistance, mm-hmm. okay? The first is to really start getting them to become honest and recognize and own their dissatisfaction with their current state. So if a person is not dissatisfied with their current state, they're not going to change. And this is also important for those of you that want to inspire change in others. Because you might see their state and you're like, why do you live this way? This isn't good. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And there you're trying to talk. You're talking and talking and nagging and nagging. Until an individual is truly dissatisfied with their current state, they will not change. And so you have to, at that point. And so this, let, me, let me just give a little side message for those people who are saying, well, I want my husband or my wife to change or my sister to change, my brother to change. If you have someone in your life that you love, that you want them to change and elevate, and they are not, they can't even get from the, they can't acknowledge the dissatisfaction, which is the first step, then you have to move from intervention, which is when you try to talk to them, mm-hmm. to intercession. Intercession is when you take them to the 
mind. Do you say God? You know, however you handle that, and you ask for them to have that revelation of an understanding, and you take your hands off it, and you love them where they are, but you move from intervention. Now, for yourself, when I'm working with a client, I'm trying to make sure that they, where are you, are, and helping them see the state that they're really in so that they can acknowledge the dis-ease, become dissatisfied, become dissatisfied, right, with it, and have a sense of urgency because change requires energy. And if you don't have a clear sense that I'm in pain, this isn't working. Like for me, I jumped into the water because I was I, I could not do it anymore. Yeah. I was like, I can't lift it anymore. So that's the first thing. Right. The second thing, though, is helping people start seeing the vision of possibility, like what it could be like. And again, when you have been in a state of a negative state of less for so long, it can be hard. Very hard. You're trying, you know, for them, it's like I can't see it for myself. I can't see it for myself. They can't. You have to take them through a process of seeing what where they are, letting go of that, and then being able to see possibility. Yes. And when you see possibility, this is now the second piece, right? Seeing possibility. But seeing possibility is not enough, which is why a lot of people have vision boards and nothing happens. Because you can see possibility, but there's more. You have to help them chart a path there. This is why getting a coach can be game-changing, getting the right coach can be game-changing. When someone can take you through, and for me, I'm really a coach consultant because I'm a strategist, right? Helping them create a strategy to say, okay, here's where you are. Here's where you desire to be. Now let's put a roadmap together to get there. So I help them create a roadmap that is unique to them. And why a roadmap? Why you can't just take you can't just take someone else's roadmap? Why? Let me tell you. Each of us shows up differently, right? Just like I was saying, you have your one uh, leadership sort of path archetype. Someone else has a different leadership archetype. We show up differently, so it's as if we have different type. We're all they're different roads, right? We are all going somewhere, but we're different vehicles. So if you're driving a jeep. You're not going to be able, an off-road vehicle, for example, and someone else is driving a, a fancy sports car convertible, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. convertible, two-car convertible, cannot go where the, the, the Jeep is going. Go. It can. So you have to find a road that makes sense for your vehicle. You have, And this is why it's unique. So you need, and this is why it's so important to find someone who honors you as yourself, who mm -hmm. honors your truth as a woman. So many people work with people who don't even see them. And they just yeah. want you to fit into their cookie cutter formula. I don't believe that. I think it's so important for you to work with someone who knows, sees you, values you as a woman and says, okay, now let's find out who you really are, what your vehicle is, because you might be a boat, you might be a plane. Let's find out. And yeah. now we're going to chart a path that makes sense for you, that will be soulful, that will be sustainable, that will be holistic. And so you create a roadmap to your desired state. That is the path that I show my clients and I work with them on, whether they're in my masterminds or I take a handful of private coaching clients or we do strategy sessions. Mm -hmm. There's a unique 
to you and it is highlighting your possibilities but also taking into account your realities right so true and i love that you're using the word road map when earlier i discussed when you're in your car is like our world that it's so vast of a windshield for all of us but you're helping them get to their roadmap of what vehicle they are and how are they going to get there as an individual when the past is so small and left behind so we perfect it's perfect so we've got one minute and 44 seconds left what would you like to leave us with your beautiful wisdom and just elating energy? Yes, I would love, I think I would love to invite all of you to connect, right? I have a podcast called Iconic Womanhood, and I have an event coming up in yes. November. Yes, so if you go to iconicwomanhood.com slash live, I have an event that is a weekend event that will help you reclaim your womanhood, elevate soulfully the way we're talking about. So you can go there and check it out and learn all about it. I want to invite you to take advantage of this experience because this, everything that we've talked about, if if it connects with you, we're going to go deeper. We're going to go deeper. And I, Domarie Deshaies at Domarie Healthy and Fit, my corporation is going to sponsor one person to do this event one person it's a three-day one right it's 97 dollars, and i am going to pay for you as the winner to go to this so you must follow the both of us and write us both a letter of why you should be the winner to get this roadmap for your life Thank you, Marie. I love that. Thank you. Thank I you for love you. You are amazing. Keep inspiring the world. We, I need you back next month. We need to keep on moving forward with this and bringing more women into the light of positivity. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for having me. Thank, Thank you. So Have a fabulous evening. You too.